Hey, y'all. Welcome to Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K. Now, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We're about to watch this game. It's the big game. Okay, I'm dressed just like my favorite football players out on the field. Yes, I'm a grown-ass man, and I am emulating another grown-ass man. I am dressed exactly like him, and so maybe I can channel some of my desire for my team to win this game through him since I'm wearing his shirt. And I got shit underneath my eyes right now that give me extra power. Yes, I know what you're thinking. I am extremely overweight. But I know a shit ton about football, y'all. I know so fucking much. Every time my quarterback fucks up, Shit, I'll be throwing Doritos at the TV. Shit, I'll, I'll smash a beer can on my hand and tell my fat-ass wife to go get me another. You know why? Because that's how I vent my frustrations. But then I channel. Then I channel my thoughts on my inner playbook through the television set to influence that coach and that quarterback to do my bidding. Because I know football. I played Pop Warner, I played middle school, and, get this y'all, started seven games on JV. Fuck you. Guess who knows fucking football? Me, motherfucker, because I watch it all the goddamn time, okay? And so I know more than these motherfuckers. I'm dressed like a football player right now, so what if I'm overweight? I could get off this couch right now and probably play, I just don't want to. And I blew both my knees out at work working down at the at the factory over there i mean 10 years ago but now i'm now i'm on disability so what all right i sacrificed my life for that company so they i need to get fucking paid now okay yeah i'm on i'm on disability so what all right i have other things that i'm good at like football i don't know if you know this but I won my fantasy league this year and two years ago. I don't have a lot of time to talk on this podcast. I'm waiting for Johnny Doe to come over here, but it is Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm getting hyped to watch this game right now because guess fucking what? After this, it's all downhill. No more football. I'll have to watch fucking college basketball. Are you fucking shitting me? And then watch them queers play baseball. <laughs> I don't know about that. America's pastime. No. Throwing the pigskin is America's pastime. And maybe my smack my old lady's ass is my second pastime. And cashing them government checks, y'all. So, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Johnny Doe told me to open up this podcast because he does not know how to start a podcast. I mean... This is the easiest shit in the world. I just turn on this microphone right here and I just start talking. I just start moving my old gums and my teeth. I mean, the four that's left in my mouth. But it ain't my fault. I didn't have dental insurance and the government don't want to fucking help pay for these goddamn. You know, they want to yank out my, all my teeth out and give me some fucking dentures. I said, fuck that. Fuck that. I'll keep these few teeth that I got. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I don't give a fuck right now. Anyway, 
this podcast is going on at the same time the Super Bowl is. So I'm about to fucking shut this shit off. I'm going to get Johnny Doe. He can sit in his seat, talk with his microphone. I'm going to watch Tom Brady put a whooping on them black fellers on the other fucking team. Yeah, I said it. You know, don't act like that you weren't thinking it. It's the Patriots versus the Falcons. It might as well be a fucking race war out there. Look at them fans. You got the white fans versus the black fans. Hmm. Is that an innuendo? I don't know, but I think you know who I'm rooting for. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm very important. Uh, I have any leather-bound book, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I'm friends with Merlin Olsen, too. He comes over on occasion. Oh, we are back. This is Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K. I am your host, Johnny Doe. And last time I got some complaints for burping into the microphone. I'll, I'll try hard not to do that this time. But it seems like every time I crack this mic, mic I got some, uh, some of that coming up. See, I did it again. I didn't even mean to. All right. I am Johnny Doe. I'm your host. This is Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K, where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. Uh, It is Super Bowl Sunday. The Super Bowl is going on right now. I mean, I think it was just opening kickoff. I don't give a fuck about no goddamn football game until about the fourth fucking quarter. UFC is the only fucking man sport out there, and football could suck a big old dick. That puts me in the minority. I know if you're listening to this, you're going, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, I don't give a shit about football. I do not fucking care with that being said after this podcast i will probably watch the second half anyway um no i'm not the i'm not the biggest football fan in the world i'll pay attention of course i i'm a i'm a sports fan in the sense of i will pay attention what's going on in the sports landscape but i i definitely don't follow it i don't play fantasy football i don't do any of that bullshit so if you are a football fan, this is your day, but that's a great thing about podcasts. You can listen to this anytime you want or do like most people and never listen to it ever. Okay, so <clears throat> what are we going to talk about today? I know my last, last podcast, um, I uh, did a little research before my podcast and this one, I'm doing a little bit of the same. Go uh, Instead of just ranting about something, I want to talk and, and actually do a little bit of research. Sometimes I want to give my opinion and I will always give my opinion. Other times we're going to kind of keep on um, on a very specific topic and maybe look at it a little bit, uh, I don't know, more objectively and then I can give my opinion. My opinion is really the only thing that matters though. Let's be honest. I mean, that's the reason for a podcast, right? Is, I mean, let me put it to you this way. I am a small podcast, um, very small, minuscule, 
Nobody gives a shit about this podcast, which is a good thing. I don't have any advertisers. I don't have anybody pulling any strings. So I, I can say whatever the fuck I want. So it's stupid to try to be objective. Let me just be fucking, hey, this is my opinion. And uh, this is how I came to my opinion. And that's about it. Everybody has an opinion. And uh, I feel free to share mine. But I would like for people to think that my opinion, how I came to the conclusions that I have, um, that I'm not just sticking my head in the sand or just um, putting my head in an echo chamber and listen to the same people, same shit. I, there's a theme uh, when you listen to this podcast. And the theme is that beliefs can be very dangerous, but ideas are important to have. Beliefs are hard to change. Ideas um, can be a little bit more malleable. So you can have some core beliefs like I don't believe in, you know, stealing or killing or, you know, uh, beating up children or whatever your core beliefs are. But everything else in the world you should kind of have ideas about and not get locked in unless you have firsthand experience that shows you otherwise. I'm a big believer in experiencing as many things as you can and basing your opinion on those experiences, not someone else's experiences. Uh, of course, other people can can help you shape your ideas, but ultimately, for you to come up with a conclusion that leads to a belief, if you haven't experienced it, it's very it's it's uh, kind of reckless for you to to have that belief. You know, there's a there's a quote that I came across recently, and a man said, I. I don't know who it was, but he said, I'm not sure if I'm willing to die for my beliefs because what if I'm wrong? And I think that that is very poignant in the sense of you, you can't be so locked in where you're, you're so passionate about your beliefs. If you're not hundred percent sure that that's, you know, that, that you are representing the truth or even your truth, because there might be another side of the coin that, uh, that you haven't explored yet. So a lot of things that you'll hear me pontificate about on this podcast are just that. They're ideas. They're not necessarily beliefs. Now, there are well-formed ideas, and I am very opinionated about those ideas. But if someone came to me with a counter-argument, and uh, not just a counter-argument, but showed me some some facts or I experienced something that was to the contrary, then I would like to think that I've that I would reshape those ideas. And I have throughout my life about various things. We all have biases. We all have things that we tend to cling on to. Um, I try not to, um, I'm, but I'm a human. I'm imperfect. But uh, that's the beauty of this podcast is I can say what I want and um, I do look forward to, the, to a time when I can have conversations with people about this stuff. As I drink into the microphone again. Okay, at least I'm not eating into the microphone, right? So the first thing that I wanted to bring up that's going to lead to my second topic is uh, I was thinking a lot about the internet and how how it's just a fantastic tool. Um, a lot of people say I'm a fantastic tool, but I digress. Um, when I was a, a kid growing up, I grew up in the in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, as far as my middle school, high school years. And of course, the internet wasn't even a thing. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, okay? It wasn't really a thing to the late 90s. And so when I graduated high school, or 
finished my senior year of high school because I never graduated. I got the awesome GED that makes me an expert on most things. But uh, I did complete 12 years of high school and I was about a credit and a half short and I said, fuck you guys, I'm not coming back. And later I got my GED. But anyway, my senior year of high school is 1992. The internet was not a thing. And so uh, if I wanted to learn something, if I was wanting to research a topic... You had to talk to a lot of people, maybe get some firsthand knowledge, um, or you had to read a book. You actually had to go to the library and look up shit, right? And that was problematic most of the time because now I did go to the library a lot. I mean, I I don't even know where, well, I know where my public library is in my town. Um, I I shouldn't say that, but I live in a really small town. But uh, when I was a kid... I remember having a library card and getting dropped off at the library. And it, and it was kind of an interesting place because you can kind of walk around and you find something that's interesting and you grab the book, go sit down, maybe read a couple chapters and go, okay, and go find something else. Well, now you have it at your fingertips and you have lots of different sources. And I was, you know, I was convinced for a long time that man, these, these kids nowadays, this new generation is going to be the smartest generation ever because they have every single stitch of human knowledge at their fingertips at all times, not only on their computers, on their iPads, uh, but on their smartphones. And I was like, man, that's a, a huge advantage. I mean, I was a fucking retard when I was a kid and I'd be talking some mad shit and there was no way that I could just look up and see if somebody if I was right or wrong. But that was also the beauty of it, is you could really talk some good shit because no one could really, you know, uh, counter your bullshit. I mean, they can counter it with their bullshit, but nobody could ever just look it up. Like now, if you get an argument, someone gets on their fucking phone and Googles that shit and goes, man, that's not right. Frederick Douglass isn't still alive, Donald Trump. You know, it's real easy. You can you can Google that shit now, right? doesn't mean that everything pops up is is uh, accurate but more or less you can you can find out at the blink of an eye a lot of information so i was kind of envious of this generation <sighs> then after this last election cycle and then after the election you saw a lot of stories about fake news now Back when I was on Facebook, back in like 2010, I think I got rid of it in 2011, early 2011, um, or it might have been late 2010, I can't remember, but I remember there being shit that would pop up and you'd go, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit, or that's some kind of clickbait advertising, it wasn't called clickbait back then, but but you know, it was some sensational story where it was like a headline and you click on it and then once you read it, you see it's kind of bullshit. Um, but it seems like there's a lot more of that now and people are f- actually falling for it. They're, they're actually falling for these fake news stories. And I started researching some of the fake news stories and looking on uh, Facebook and just you know typing in fake news, seeing what pulls up. And it's like stuff that used to be in the Inquirer when I was a when I was a kid. Like you would be waiting in line at the shopping um, at the uh, supermarket with your mom or my grandma, 
and I'd look over and see the Inquirer, and she'd be reading it, and I'd look at the headlines and be like, Michael Jackson has twin alien babies and shit like that, and you're like, oh, that's fucking cool, <laughs> you know? But now it's 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 not to that degree, but they've they have definitely mastered how to get people to click on these stories and read them and um, make it so it seems like it's very plausible. So it's not like Sasquatch twins give birth to a, you know, a giant pithecus. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not something that's so far beyond the realm of what you might, um, might believe kind of like conspiracy theories. You know, it's, it's just believable enough for, if you have that mindset that you want that you you kind of want to believe in conspiracies, it's real easy to, right? So anyway, um, just thinking about all of those news stories and how many people that are I, I don't want to say that they're idiots because that's that's doing a disservice to trying to figure out the the root of this problem. Maybe they're, um, very easily influenced. Now, if you're listening to this, think of somebody in your life, and, and everybody has somebody, and if you can't think of somebody like this, then it might be you. But think of somebody in your life that it, they're just very easy to convince. Like, they're not sure about something, you tell them, and they just run with it, right? And they can't wait to repeat it to somebody else. And uh, a lot of times those people, not only are they easily influenced, but they are so excited about getting some information and feeling like that they are finally the smart person in the room that you can't convince them otherwise if you then give them a counter argument because they are so locked into that. Well, the internet is great for memes and for little little snippets of stories and headlines on Twitter. And you have to click on it, and then once you read, you see that the headline isn't... isn't uh, fully representing the complete story. Um, MMA media, mixed martial arts media is, is awesome at this. They fucking do a horrid job of putting some fucking headline. And then once you read, it's like, well, they just took that way out of fucking context to try to get some, you know, a charge out of people, especially with something that Dana White says. It's like, boy, did he take that? Did they take that out of fucking context? You know? Um, but, you know, that's, that's unsettling to realize that there are, you know, people out there that it's, it's so easy for them to uh, believe something. Well, then when you realize that these people and other people, um, once they get involved politically or they get um, involved socially with, with issues, um, they will take the first thing that they read or whatever the the echo chamber that they happen to be in and they just start repeating things they heard. Um, I would say that a lot of people that I serve in the military with fit into this category. I can't tell you how many times I'm with a group of NCOs and I hear them talking about something and they will just regurgitate some fucking headline. But they don't have any any larger uh, grasp of the story or other information 
besides just that sensational headline, then they just kind of repeat some other shit, or they just co-opt someone else's opinion and regurgitate a bunch of shit that, that somebody else, they heard them say. They don't really have, they don't really know how to, to I don't know how to, how to put this. Um, they don't have very good bullshit detectors, or that they, you know, they want to believe that. You know, like um, a, a perfect example is, it's no secret there's there's a lot of people in the military that hated Obama, and anytime a story came out that was negative about Obama, people would believe it instantaneously in the military. But as soon as something positive came out, no matter if it was killing Bin Laden or whatever else, they always had to investigate further. Oh, well, that's by bullshit, or oh, that's just the liberal media, or they would be skeptics. But they'd never be skeptics when it's like, he's a Muslim, he's from Kenya. He, there was no skeptics when it came to that shit. So you, you realize real quick that people you know, have their little confirmation biases. And everybody has them, but some more than others. And you know who I'm talking about. There's some people that you can't tell them anything that's different than what their um, political views are. They're, they're already locked in stone. You... There's no reason to even try to debate these people, right? Because they're just waiting to talk. They're not even listening to you, right? So I found that kind of unsettling, uh, realizing that the internet, is it good or is it bad? I mean, you can get whatever information that you want. I could Google right now, is Barack Obama a Muslim? And I could as easily find websites, articles, news organizations that say yes, and I could just as easily find ones that say no. And so um, the internet can now just reinforce those echo echo chambers. Is You just make sure to search the things that you want to search for, and you have all the evidence that you need for your argument. And you can't even be like, well, the, the public, they're so stupid if they, if they fall for that shit. No, watch Fox News and then watch CNN back-to-back on the same story. And you'll see that, that everybody has an editorial opinion. Nobody just reports the facts anymore. My goddamn dogs are fucking barking. There better be somebody breaking into my fucking house right now about to rape me in the asshole. If, if that's not about to happen, then my dogs are overblowing the situation because they are going apeshit right now. Okay. So, um, you know, there's just a lot of red team versus blue team shit going on. You know, it is Super Bowl Sunday and people act like that um, my team versus your team with politics. And I've never understood it. I don't, I don't understand giving your allegiance to one team. I mean, is there somebody listening to this right now that's red team or blue team? And if, and if so, why? I don't understand that. I'm a registered independent. And it's not that I'm above you for being a registered independent, but it's, I, I don't want to give an affiliation to one party. I want to look at every single issue and try to figure out what each issue, what, what my opinion is on those issues, and then maybe vote for the person that is 
you know, well, this, this person has seven of the, my 10 issues. They, they also have, uh, you know, we have some crossover. We agree, have some similarities on those seven of those 10 issues. This guy's four and this one, it's only five of those 10 issues. So I'll go ahead and vote for this one. And I don't care if they're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't give a shit. I don't know why it fucking matters, but you will, you will, I will have conversations with people. Um, blue collar people and people in the military. And I do live in the Midwest in a very red state, very red. And if you say something, <laughs> they will just be like, you fucking liberal. I mean, they'll, they, they say it like it's a derogatory term. You, you liberal. I was like, Oh shit. That's fucking aggressive. Okay. I didn't know I was a fucking liberal because, you know, I said, Hey, maybe, uh, if, if we're going to have a fucking open carry and, and uh, conceal and carry in this state without without needing a permit, maybe we should make sure that people know how to use the fucking weapons. That makes me a fucking liberal? No shit? Even though I'm for, like, I'm not for strict gun control, I think everybody that wants a weapon should be able to have a weapon. But it's like, really? I'm a liberal for saying, I mean, does it make me a liberal to say, Hey, 16-year-old, I want you to have some training and go get a fu- take a test before you drive a car. That's just to drive a car. But, hey, you see that fucking gun right there? Yeah, that Desert Eagle. Pick it up. Put it in your fucking pocket. Perfectly legal. No, you don't need to go shoot that first. That end's the dangerous end. That end right there. Yep, that end right there is where you put your hand. See the, where you, your finger goes? Yep, you squeeze that back. Exactly. That's how you kill people. Yep. See, you got it. Nothing else to fucking tell. No, why would you need to take a test? That makes me a liberal in the state that I'm in because I say, hey, maybe we should have some extensive training to uh, use weaponry. And I would say that I'm a subject matter expert in weapons since I spent eight years in the infantry. Um, you know, I, I uh, when I was over in Afghanistan, I did carry the M24 sniper rifle. I am not a trained sniper i do not have the bravo 4 indicator if uh, for all you army gurus out there um but i did qualify with that weapon i did carry that weapon on about two dozen missions over there um and i have shot just about you know as, as an infantry guy you shoot just about everything from you know fucking javelins to fucking at4s mark 19s you know uh Every single machine gun, Mod Deuce, 240 Bravo, M4, M9, you name it. I've shot it and I've qualified with it. Every single thing, except, you know, not really a qualification for a fucking AT4. You just shoot something with it, right? So, <clears throat> anyway, I digress. So, I know that you need extensive training for to use weaponry and to use it well. Because now I'm what's called a pogue person other than grunt. I'm not an infantry guy anymore. And so I only go to the range maybe once a year, maybe, you know, maybe once, maybe twice a year. And so when I go, I, I realize how rusty I am. Cause I don't, I don't shoot in my civilian life. I just, I'm kind of past that point where I'm interested in just target shooting and doing it for fun. So I don't. So now when I go and uh, do my annual qualification, I'm rusty. Um, when I'm, when, if I've, I have a, weapons malfunction or a double feed, it takes me an extra second 
to clear that jam and to remember and to have that muscle memory. It is a perishable skill. And so it's, I think it's important for people to really be good with that weapon. Think about this. If somebody gets a driver's license and they take a driver's test, it's relatively easy. Okay. You could probably study for two or three days Take it and pass it. Very easy. You probably drive for a week and be good enough to pass a driver's test. But just imagine if somebody took a driver's test and then didn't drive for three years. And then all of a sudden, one day, somebody's bleeding out or having a baby or having a heart attack. And you throw that person a set of keys and says, say, Drive this person to the hospital as fast as you can. Try to obey all this, all the laws of the of the road, but do it as efficiently and quickly. Don't get in a wreck. Go. That person would probably not be able to do that. They would probably not uh, merge into traffic correctly. They would probably uh, misread some street signs. Uh, they would probably not be real familiar with that vehicle. If that vehicle had a clutch, if that vehicle was uh, a type of vehicle that they weren't used to the size of it, whatever. There's a million variables because they haven't done it in three years. And so even if you give a test to someone that's that's carrying a weapon every single day, if they don't use that, if if and I know people like this, especially women, that will just stick that bitch in their purse and or in their dresser or whatever else and never fucking use that thing. Never go to the fucking range. Rarely get it out. And then all of a sudden, somebody breaks into their house or someone's robbing a bank and they, you know, they're, they're carrying it in their purse. And if they decide they want to be a good Samaritan or they want to use it, then they're at a, a huge disadvantage because the muscle memory is not there. If And if you take it from a guy who's been to combat, if you got to think about it, you're already behind the curve. It's not gonna. It's not gonna end well for you. It has to be second nature. It has to be um, muscle memory. And so all I say is, man, I wish everybody had the ability to carry a weapon. But I also want that person to be extremely trained. Meaning, once every couple months, at least going to a range and popping off a whole, you know, maybe thirty rounds. You know, maybe one, you know, one box of ammo, just spin one box of ammo and, and, you know, shoot through it and call it good. And if you did that every two or three months in that three year period, when somebody did, you did need it, there'd be enough muscle memory that you would be able to use that weapon, use it safely and efficiently to engage and destroy your target. If that's what your intended purpose is. But in the state that I'm in, me saying that, I'm a liberal. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's awesome. So <clears throat> so one of the, the next subject I want to talk about is, is kind of uh, related to the whole internet thing. Is There's a lot of things in the news that I've noticed during the election. And this will prove that I'm not a liberal, by the way. <clears throat> not that that would be a good or a bad thing. I don't know, but... Hey, it's a bad thing as far as I'm concerned because I'm not liberal or conservative. Um, but one of the one of the big things that 
was echoed on the left is the gender pay gap. Hmm. So essentially, what Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and just, you know, really people on the left have been trying to tell me and the American people is that men make far more than women do. And that women only make about 70, somewhere between 77 to 85 cents on the dollar, depending on what news article that you read. Some even um, a, a bigger gap than that. A lot of them are saying a quarter. It's like being taxed an extra 25% is what they say. So I, of course, in my experience in my life, and I've worked a lot of different jobs, I have not seen this, but I was like, okay, you know, that's not beyond the realm of possibilities because women haven't been in the workforce that long, um, you know, compared to men. Um, you know, it was just, you know, 60 years ago that that uh, it was not unheard of that most women that you meet would just be housewives or whatever else. And so I I was like, okay, that's that's probably that's probably true. You know, I, I don't I don't know why it wouldn't be. But but then I started kind of looking at my life and, you know, my wife has a job and my mom had a job and my sister has a job. And I go, okay, are they really making less money? I mean, is that just across the board like you fill out a job application, you're fill, filling out your, your W-4, um, and at the bottom of your W-4, it says vagina or penis, and if you mark vagina, they take more money out of your paycheck. Um, and so I, I, I get in big heated conversations with my mother about shit like this, and my mother's all like, go woman, you know, she's that kind of chick. And so, of course, she fucking buys into all that shit. She doesn't even investigate. She just says, yes, women are treated like shit and men are the fucking devil and blah, 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 blah. So we got into it, right? And so I was like, eh, I'm kind of talking out of my ass. I can't defend this. So let me do some research. So I went ahead and did some research when I decided I want to talk about this topic. And I did some research before this, but, but for this podcast, I actually said, okay, let me try to find a couple articles on the right and a couple articles on the left. And it was very easy to do. Really, depending on what you searched in a Google search is, depends on what came up. So, and I got them from reputable sites, you know, like one of them is from uh, the Huffington Post. I think you know what spin they're going to put on it. Uh, another one from CNN. And then on the other side, I got Forbes and the Washington Post. Um, and I have one <laughs> from the Institute for Women's Policy Research and another one from the National Partnership for Women and Family. So I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you can guess what, uh, what conclusion they came up with. So I'm going to read just a, just a little bit of what I found in this. Okay, now. On the pro side for, yes, women get fucked over in the workplace. Okay, so here's, listen to this first paragraph, and this is what gets quoted a lot by Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and just people from the left. Nationally, the median annual pay for a woman who holds a full-time job, year-round job, that is, is $40,742. So, a little over $40,000 is what this um, woman makes. While the median annual pay for a man 
who holds a full-time year-round job, is $51,212. This means that the overall that overall women in the United States get paid 80 cents for every dollar paid to men. Hmm. Amounting to an annual gender wage gap of $10,470. Now, I've heard that. And I have some other articles. This one says 79 cents. This one says 77 cents. Um, This one says it's by state. In some states, it's as high as 36 cents. Others as low as 11 cents. So, I've heard that a lot, but now, now break down that, what they're not saying in that paragraph. They're not saying, well, really anything. They're not saying what industry doesn't say how many hours are worked. doesn't say um, how successful they are in their jobs. They don't say any of that stuff, but... Let's keep reading and, and try to figure out um, some other some other things. All right. Um, let's see. So one one of the things that I I kind of put a little mark by is this paragraph here. The wage gap is present within occupations. Okay, that's the little title. Among the occupations with most people working full-time, year-round, sales, production, management, and office, and administrative support, women are paid less than men in sales. Women are paid just 63 cents for every dollar paid to a man. In production, it's just 72 cents. In management, 76 cents. And in office and administrative support occupations, just 87 cents. So let's break that down. So they're talking about all the different industries, right? So, man, it's, it's, sell, it's sounding pretty convincing, all right? But they're still kind of leaving out a lot, of, a lot of things. So let's go over to one of the um, news stories by Forbes that is titled, Don't Buy Into the Gender Pay Gap Myth. Hmm, I wonder what they're going to say. By that title, I have no idea. Tell me more. Okay. So they kind of break down the 78 cents to every dollar is kind of what they say. Um, and they they talk about, I'm just going to kind of um, summarize some of this. I don't want to just, I don't think it's very entertaining just to, to read paragraph upon paragraph. Um, feel free to go to Forbes and, and Google this or Google this and put in Forbes and you can read it for yourself. But basically what it's getting at is the obvious. If you read this stuff, you realize that they're, they are not accounting for the big elephant in the room. How many hours are these women working next to their men counterparts? how many women work at these jobs. So is there so for instance, there's certain jobs that women just do not work very much. They there's just not very many women working them. I mean look at the military and the army, I think that the um the percentage is like fourteen percent. The Air Force is like eighteen percent. 
The Marines, it's like 11%. So any way you cut it, women are the minority. And so if you take their average and a man's average, it's very easy to see that there's going to be more generals and, and things like that. And people are of higher rank that are men just because there's more men out there, right? And so it'd be real easy to say, well, men, you know, on average make this in the military and women only make this. But everybody knows that's ever served and wore the uniform that everybody gets paid the same. There's every, every rank gets paid the same. It's based on a couple criteria, time and rank, time and service. That's it. Okay. There's no gender. There's no job. When I was in the infantry and I was, you know, running missions in Afghanistan, getting shot at, getting blown up, you know, picking up body parts and putting them in body bags. I'm getting paid the exact same amount as somebody that wears the same rank that's sitting in Fort Riley uh, doing finance. Not exactly, I guess, because they're uh, having to pay income tax. I'm not since I'm overseas. But if they're doing finance, let's say in Bagram, where it's, you know, they're in a, uh, or, uh, yeah, you know, Bagram Air Base in the middle of the, uh, of the big uh, base and they're doing finance, they're still in the combat zone. They're still overseas, but their life isn't in immediate danger. Um, but the Army doesn't care. It, they pay by rank. It's not, you know. Now, there's some caveats onto that with special duty pay and things like that, but I'm not going to get into that. But my point is that you can have, let's say, a woman that sells cars and a man that sells cars. And if that man sells 40 cars and that woman sells 30, of course that man just made more money, but it's not because he's a man. It's because he sold more cars, right? So one of the other things that... Um, was kind of brought up, and I think this one was the Washington Post article, that they said that, yes, there is a there is a pay gap, but it's closer to five cents. And that the pay gap is, you know, you've heard that term, uh, correlation is not causation. There is a, there is a correlation. There, there's women across the board make less money than men. But there's also a correlation that women also don't work near as many hours that men do. Men generally are just more ambitious. Women actually have these things called feelings and emotions, and they actually love their children. So they go home, they want to see their kids, or they want to take time off to raise a family. Maybe they take a couple of years off or a year off or six months off, and they raise their family. Or they take off work to go see their kids. Now, I will say um, I've worked jobs uh, in sales that I overperformed my female counterparts. And it's not because I was a man, they were a woman. And this particular woman that I'm thinking of, I'm not going to say her name, but she always, always took off work to go pick up her kids from school uh, and she was married. Her husband can do this, but she went to all her kids' doctor's appointments and all that stuff. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I didn't have kids. And so I was working probably 20 more hours a week than she was. So, of course, I was, I was selling so much more stuff than her. And I was more successful making more money. So I had nothing to do with a man versus a woman. Her, she made the choice to leave work. So if a woman, I would love to know the numbers of a woman that sold 40 cars and a man that sold 40 cars, worked the same hours, 
who made more money because that's where you can actually see what the what the true uh, discriminatory factors are that it's not just you know well why does he make more <laughs> clearly he has a penis I mean come on we have to compensate him for his penis you know that's what these stories want you to believe that's how these politicians try to get the woman vote now if you talk to most women they never even this wasn't an issue for them until it got brought up in the news and now they're all saying not all but you know generally speaking the the women that are complaining about this they didn't it wasn't a complaint of theirs until somebody brought it to their attention so was it a real issue if you didn't even know until it was brought to your attention and i guarantee if you took your your salary and compared it to a male counterpart and he makes more money there's there's probably a reason why he makes more money and when i was debating my mom on this she was like well i remember guys were making more money than me and you know they were doing the job less well it depends on what the job is you know because in a free market economy like we have now and in a capitalist economy it's whoever the highest performers are will make the most money and I see that pretty much across the board. Now, I'm not saying that there's not somewhere that a woman's getting screwed over. And not that there's not real issues for women. There's, there's a ton of issues, um, real issues. But that's why I get upset about this kind of shit is because this is smoke and mirrors. And, it, and it gets, it's like a head fake where now you're looking over here when you should be looking over there. This is a non-issue because some of the statistical data that they are not comparing it to is what jobs do women take and what industries do they take? They usually gravitate toward jobs that don't have as much high risk or high reward. And so this first article that I just read they're talking about well women just just across the board make 40,000 and men 51,000 but it doesn't take into account that men are are there's a higher percentage of men that that get those higher jobs those CEOs well that's not fair that there's not as many women CEOs well how many women are trying to be CEOs how many women are in the pool actually throwing their hat in the ring because I don't know any women that are trying to be CEOs I mean, trying in the way that a man tries, where he says, fuck my family, I'm going to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I don't know any women like that. I'm not saying they're not out there, but they're a minority, okay? So I, don't, I think it's a false equivalency. I don't think it's the same thing. But there is a war going on in our culture where it's so easy to sit there and say, no, the man is is the enemy that that men are the bad guys and that somehow we're the oppressors over women and yes there's some truth to that with certain things with you know sexual harassment and rape and things like that there are some cases where that happens i completely agree and understand but it's more of a position of power there's, you, you'll notice that there are women that are in positions of power that they abuse their power just at the same rate that men do. Okay, just there's just more men in positions of power. 
And so here's another statistic that I would want I wanted to bring light to people. That when they want to talk about, you know, this this term that's been going around with uh, some of the uh, Hillary and Bernie supporters, male privilege. That's something that they love on the left. Check your male privilege. You have it so easy because you're male. I've been told so many times because I'm a white male that I have my life is so easy. And I'm sure it's easier than somebody that's grew up in Papua New Guinea um, with no with you know no clean drinking water and and no government to, to have my back. I'm sure my life is easier than theirs, but it's all relative, right? So, you know, whatever. My life is not easy. My life it has its challenges too. But I have only lived as a white male. So I don't know what it's like to live as another sex or another race. I'm married and I see that my wife has definitely different hurdles. But they're hurdles nonetheless. I have hurdles. She has hurdles. They're different because she's in a different industry. She's a woman. I'm a male. I'm in a different industry. So it's it's to me it's not, it's a false comparison. I mean that's, you can't compare those two, you know. It's like comparing a, a tiger with a polar bear. They're just two different things, all right? And they're in two different environments. So here's some statistics I want you guys to fucking chew on for a little bit. Okay, so when you look at all the combat deaths since the first Gulf War, 97% were men and 3% women. That's That's what one of the things that my male privilege gets me. Uh, Industrial accidents. 93% of all industrial accidents are men. And it's not because our, our penises get caught in shit or my fucking bat wing gets caught in a, you know, in a fucking auger. Um, Yes, there's more men that do that job. Hence, they get paid more than the women that do that job because they've been doing it for longer and there's more of them. That's just, I'm sorry, but if if I've been doing that job for fucking 20 years and a woman just decides to do it for three years and then she gets out of that industry, you can't then compare her three-year salary to my 20-year salary, especially if I'm in a union or whatever else, you know? So yes, that statistic is biased because there are more men that do that job, but that's still the facts. Men gravitate toward more dangerous jobs. 97% of men get killed in combat. Now, you might be saying, well, women weren't allowed to serve in these combat roles until recently. Well, I dare you to look at this statistics in fucking 20 years. And it's not going to change much. Because I can tell you by being a member of, of the United States Armed Forces right now, there's not a lot of women that truly wanted combat roles. No, it was all a political bullshit of some fucking liberal bitch that decided that I want to be able to do it. I don't want to do it. I just want to have the ability to do it. And then they got all pissed when we said, cool, then register for the fucking draft. And so next time that there's a draft and World War III breaks out, instead of just young men running to their death at the beaches of Normandy, we could throw a bunch of women in there too to just literally run to their fucking death. Because that's what happened at the Battle of Normandy. Every general knew that we would have thousands of casualties. Every fucking general. 
We'll see how much that you like war when it's a thousand women in body bags. My point is that there's not a lot of women that I talk to that say, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to go sit in the fucking field with, you know, getting eaten alive by fire ants for fucking nine days at a time with no shower, just baby wipes, having to take a shit and wipe my ass with a fucking leaf and hope it's not poison ivy, right? That's what it's like to be an infantryman. Not a lot of women want to fucking do that. That's just the fucking facts. There's, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do it. They don't want to do it. Okay. Just because there's one or two doesn't mean that you got to fucking sit there and go, okay, you know, it's going to somehow 20 years from now going to be 50, 50, you know, 50% men die in combat and 50% women. It's never going to happen ever, 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 ever. Look at the police forces. They've been open to women for how long? What do you just see a whole fucking squad of women cops walking down the fucking street? I don't think so. Unless it's the beginning of a fucking porno. Maybe you see that shit, but that's just not the case. Homicidal victims, okay? Victims of homicide are usually just, I mean, it's just random acts, right? I mean, it's, yeah, someone might be pissed at you or whatever, but that shouldn't, there shouldn't be a gender biased on, on, are, are men more annoying than women? Why do more men get killed? But at 78%, or excuse me, 76% of men are homicide victims. It's almost the same as the gender or the wage gap, the pretend wage gap. Men just get killed more than women. I wonder why. Probably because we're we're put in those positions of danger. Okay? Because if someone breaks into my house right now and wants to kill my wife, I guarantee they're gonna have to kill me first. Guaranteed. How many women are out there saying, if someone breaks in, they're gonna have to kill me before they can get to my husband? I won't let them touch my husband. No, they're hiding behind that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just the way that our genders are. Traditionally, women like to be protected by men. Sorry, I know that's that's like so bad to fucking say anymore, but I like chivalry. I like protecting women. There's I have no qualms with that. None, zero. But apparently that's like so fascist to say now that I want to, I don't need to be protected by you. I'm just as strong as you. Okay, fuck it. Go, go lift this fucking, you know, these shingles up on this fucking roof. Then go, go take that job. Okay. Suicide victims. 80% of them are men. Winners of custody battles. Hmm. So, you know, Every time there's a custody battle, not saying, you know, gays and lesbians, but when it's a man and a woman, it's pretty, should be like a 50-50 split, right? Nope. Men only get custody of their children 16% of the time. It's because just men are evil, right? Men just suck. I mean, that's completely fucked up. And it's because of this, you want to talk about gender inequality? Let's talk about how guys get raped on a figurative sense every time we go to fucking court and there's a woman on the other fucking side. Every fucking time. Okay? Watch a guy, teacher, you know, fuck a 16-year-old student. See how quickly he goes to prison. But when a female teacher fucks a 16-year-old student, she gets a slap on the fucking wrist. 
Yes, but that's, I'm cool with that. I am completely good with a dude going to jail for longer because I'll tell you right now, if I'm that 16-year-old boy, I'm not traumatized from some hot-ass fucking math teacher sucking my dick, okay? Now, on the other end, I can see that 16-year-old girl being traumatized by that. I get that, okay? There is a difference between the genders. There just is. But why do men get custody more than women, or excuse me, less than women. Is there a bias there? Should we investigate that? I don't see anybody bitching about how guys get taken to the fucking cleaners and have to pay alimony for the rest of their life to some woman they don't even have kids with. Why? If men and women are equal, why do I have to give her a bunch of money? I don't get it. Now, crime when men and women both commit the exact same crime men their average sentence for a crime is 51 months and a woman's average sentence is 18 months a man's is more than double hmm I wonder if there's some bias there so next time you hear a woman talk about the fucking the wage gap these are the things that we're talking about because nobody wants to fuck. No one's going to see a man as a victim for whatever reason. They're just not. So you're not going to hear a politician say, Hey, we need to change the divorce laws. We need to make sure that not as many men die in combat and we need to even it out a little bit. We got to make sure that some of our homicide victims are women. We we're, no one's going to say that. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's correlation is not causation. If women make less money, there's probably a reason for it. I was a teacher and I was a first year teacher. And I made in my first year with my stipend and everything else that I did, I made $42,000 a year. My wife in her first year of teaching, just a few years earlier, she made like $34,000 a year. Now, did I make more? Because I was a man and she was a woman? Because we've talked about this. No, I was under a different contract. I had to work more hours. I was on what's called a certif- uh, a classified contract and she was on a certified contract. I got a bigger stipend because I coached year-round. She only coached one season. And so with her stipend, I think she got like 36000 So there was a reason that I got paid more than she did. But if she had the exact same contract that I did, if she was certified or classified, not certified, she coached year round and she was in the same school district that I was, she would get paid the exact same amount of money. When you teach, you get paid based on how many years that you've taught and your pay goes up depending on that. So if you are a man and you, teach 10 years and you're a woman and you teach four years then take a break because you have a couple kids or whatever else and you go back in the workforce what liberal women want is that woman to be able to get paid the same amount as that man because it's not her fault that she took time off yeah it is her fault because she chose to why didn't she tell her husband to stay home with the kids for those two years 
There wouldn't be a, a wage gap if men and women did the exact same jobs for the exact same hours and, and were had the same level of success. Some of these jobs in America is merit-based. And if a woman doesn't do as good of a job, she's probably not getting paid the same. But I'll tell you right now, I've been a waiter in a restaurant and every single hot fucking woman waitress made more money than me. Every single one of them. Why isn't there a news article about that? Why isn't Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders talking about that? Because it's a non-issue. Nobody gives a fuck. Everybody understands that, yes, a hot woman bartender is going to make more money than just a hot dude bartender. Why? Because who's going to the bar? Who's buying the drinks? Predominantly men. And if you don't think that's true, then you're fucking stupid. These things are the non-issues that get fucking echoed by the red team or the blue team. And so much conversation is about this shit. Nobody's talking about the real fucking women's rights issues. No matter if it's healthcare, no matter if it's abortion, no matter if it's childcare. These are actual things. Things about single mothers. Rights for single mothers like childcare. Or maternity leave. The army, the, the great thing about the military in general is we're very progressive. More progressive than the civilian world. And we've had not only maternity leave, but paternity leave. Where the man, if his wife has a baby, can take off for a certain number of days. I mean, isn't that a great thing? But you don't hear Elizabeth Warren or Hillary Clinton talking about that stuff, making sure a man gets taken care of as well. Because they think that the men are always the bad guys. And I'm sitting here telling you as a white man that is privileged, I've gotten fucked over plenty of times too. But you know what? That's just life. It's about the choices that you make and you got to be responsible for that shit. And nobody gave me a contract when I got popped out of my, my mom's pussy that said, here, sign this little baby, Johnny, you are signing a contract that says life is fair and it's always going to be fair. And if it's not, then you can sue somebody. No, life's not fair. Some people get good shit. Some people get bad shit. Some people have good genetics. Some have bad genetics. Some people have it easy. Some people have it hard. But if you're a woman and you're making less than a man, I would fucking bet that there's a reason for it. And it's not your vagina. It's because you're not working as many hours. You're not performing at the same level. You're not working the same type of job. Because when I read this fucking stupid website of National Partnership for Women and Families that says, well, women on average make 40000 and men on average 51 that's just stupid. You can't just take an arbitrary 100 women over here and 100 men over here and then go, well, this group is making more. No, look at all the fucking factors. I remember seeing a news story a couple years back that showed that 
And this is what they said. Eating dinner with your children makes them better students and they're, and they're more successful when they, when they um, get out in the real world. Just eating dinner, making sure to have a family dinner. And you could read that headline and go, oh, so the, the family dinner is important. No, it's not the dinner that was important. The study did not represent exactly what the study found. That what the study found, what the, what the correlation is, is, is the family dinner. But the causation is that, that parents that sat down and had dinner with their kids, they probably sat there and, and talked to their children and asked them questions about their day, showed some interest in their life. So it doesn't matter if you sit down and eat dinner, breakfast, lunch, you go out and fucking play baseball, you have a fucking picnic, you roof a house together. The, the causation is that you spend time with your children, you converse with them, you ask them about their day, you show some interest, and those kids will always be more successful than the parents that are working three jobs and not talking to their children. But the news story made it sound like if you eat dinner, it's the eating the dinner as a family. The family coming together for a meal has nothing to do with the meal. Has everything to do with you showing interest in your kids' lives. So when you're reading these stories in the internet, you gotta have an open mind and you gotta read between the lines. You gotta think for yourself and do what an academic would do is look at the source, do your research, and maybe go to more than one source. Cite your sources, so to speak. If you're going to have an educated opinion about this stuff. Now, I'm not 100% right on probably most of anything, but I'm probably 95%. And I would love to hear a counter argument because I don't see this. I don't See, what I see is the jobs that women take are waitresses, are secretaries, are paralegals, are teachers, nurses. Statistically speaking, that's what I'm saying. Not saying all women. I understand there's women, there's our doctors and stuff, but if you go into a hospital right now, there is more male doctors than women. It's not because of discrimination. It's just because more men are driven to be that. If you go into a school, which I've taught in a middle school, more teachers are women than men. That's a lower paying job. Certain jobs are just historically men are more driven to. And unfortunately, there's a lot of high paying, high risk jobs like coal mining. When's the last time you heard of a woman coal miner? Well, I know one. Fuck you. I know a hundred dudes. Don't tell me you fucking know one. How many women do you know that build skyscrapers that drive giant fucking caterpillar fucking uh, earth movers? How many, you know, um, do or fighter pilots? How many are firefighters? How many are, there's a lot of high risk jobs like that. And to be honest with you, I don't know a lot of women that do sales. I knew 
I know women that do, do real estate. I don't know the statistics on that, but I know a lot of women that do real estate. But when I go buy a car, it is very rare that I see more than one woman salesperson. So I would I would bet that more sales jobs are are male driven than women because women usually aren't aren't drawn to those. And so if anything the conversation should be why aren't teachers paid more? Why aren't nurses paid more? That's a that's a different conversation. But to sit there and say a nurse should be making as much as a doctor or a teacher should be making as much as a coal miner. Well, those two things aren't comparable. If a woman was a coal miner, she would make the same money as a man coal miner. And I've worked production jobs where I got paid by the piece. And if I worked harder than the next person, I got paid more. So you can't compare our salaries and say that it's discrimination. No, if I work harder, I get more. That's the great thing about this country is that Oprah Winfrey's a billionaire because she worked harder than her male counterpart. I mean, she makes more than Donahue did. They're working in the same business. Is that because of discrimination? There comes a point where you need to stop looking at everybody that's trying to hold you back and look at, well, what can I do to elevate myself? And if there's nothing there, then you can talk about it. Hey, there's no way to elevate myself. There's always a way. You know, as a white male, there is very few opportunities for me to go to college and get it completely paid for than as someone that's a minority. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I completely understand why a Native American or a a black kid from inner city, why he has more financial opportunities for that because he doesn't have as many financial opportunities on the other side. If he grew up poor and in a bad neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But that's just the fact. You can sit there and say, well, that's not fair, quote, unquote. It's, It's not about being fair. There's a reason that these things are put in place. There's a reason why this job pays more than this. There's a reason why it's easier for a minority to get accepted into a college because of our system of government where they get certain amount of grant money, a certain amount of money from the government, and they have to have this kind of demographic. It's the same in the military, folks. We got to have a certain demographic in the military. So they're going to push harder in certain things to make sure that that demographic is, is met. Is that fair? Is that unfair? To me, it's irrelevant. It's just the way it is. And so if you're not making enough money, if you feel like that you're only making 75 cents on the dollar, I challenge you to go find a better fucking job and stop looking at somebody else saying, well, he gets paid more than me. Because if you do that, you better look and compare. Does he work harder than you? Does he work weekends? Does he work nights? Because just like that woman I was talking about that went home at four o'clock and I stayed till seven o'clock, I don't want to hear her complain that I make more money than her because I, I... work a hell of a lot harder than she does. You tell me if I'm wrong. Feel free to send me a Twitter message or, uh, hey, I have a new email account at afootpodcastgmail.com. Yes, that is an actual email account. You can go to it on my webpage. At the bottom of the page, there's a little Twitter icon, a little email icon. You can click there. And 
what web page do you ask? Well, that's afootpodcast.com, www.afootpodcast.com. We are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. If you're listening to this now, then you probably know at least one of those things because you came across this, well, on one of those platforms. You probably didn't find this burn on a CD on the bottom of a fucking dumpster, but maybe you did. I don't know. Lastly, my podcast doesn't make any money. I'm not going to ask you for any money. But if my podcast doesn't make money and someone else's podcast does, there's a reason for it, right? There is a reason for it. It has nothing to do with my gender, has nothing to do with my race, has everything to do with my talent and how hard I'm willing to work at this. I want everyone listening to my voice at some point to stop looking at the things that are holding you back unless it's your reflection in your mirror. If it's that, then that's that's so easy to fix. But you can't fix if there is something that is holding you back. You're going to waste your entire fucking life trying to go just like I was bitching about divorce laws. That's never going to fucking change. And I'm not the one to fucking change it. So you know what? When I got divorced, I knew I was going to take it in the ass. And so I just did. I just, I just dealt with it, but I'm, I wasn't going to let me let it be a life sentence. I just, I, I moved on from it and you bounce back and you just deal with it. You can complain about it as long as you do it. I can't not do it and then complain about it, but I went through it. I felt like I, I got the raw end of the deal. Cool. That's awesome. But I can control my destiny and my behaviors and what I do and what I don't do. I got to take responsibility too. I can't just be a victim my entire life. If you feel like you're the victim more times than not, you're going to be very unhappy and you're going to feel like you're a slave and you're going to feel like that you are out of control. You need to take that back and don't let anybody say, well, this is the reason why you're not successful and you won't be until this changes. Bullshit. I dare you to go out and challenge yourself to make more than the next person or to do achieve more than the next person. I work for the government and the military Everybody gets paid the same and you see people and you see in a system like that, how many people just do the bare minimum and just try to skate by. They have no pride in their work and they think things are owed to them. They think they are owed promotions, owed extensions on their contracts. They're owed something when they're not holding up their end of the bargain. This entitlement society is fucking us up. And it starts with you and it starts with me looking at ourselves and thinking what we can do. We can't change other people. No one's going to change. They're not going to change because you want them to. They're only going to change if they want to change. So start with yourself. That's what I do in my life. I don't look at other people and try to fix their problems. I just try to fix mine. And I know 
if I just do those things, then I can be as happy as I can possibly be. The world's, world's never going to be perfect, and that's in itself probably good because it gives me something to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> All right, well, I've taken up enough of your time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can uh, visit me at my website, www.afootpodcast.com. Um, please help spread this podcast. Like I said, I don't make any money on this podcast. I'm not trying to. I don't want any corporate sponsors. I want to say whatever I want to say. This is fun for me. I enjoy it, even if nobody fucking listens. Believe it or not, this is uh, this is fun. So, till next time, peace out, y'all. Enjoy the Super Bowl. If you're listening to this, you already did. But I'm gonna go watch the second half. Bye bye, everybody.